0: Hey everybody happy Monday welcome to the in doubt show Uh, we got a great show for you but before we dive into anything I want to let you know about something that's pretty cool we've been working pretty hard on this as a team it's called in doubt insider and we want you to become an in doubt insider what does that mean well, we're getting people to um, financially support us monthly. It's a monthly partnership. And with that, you get some perks. You can choose whatever number that is good for you and your family. Uh, but you get a couple perks. You get a scripture calendar, you get 20% off our store, which we're going to be having some pretty cool stuff. We're having some cool t-shirts come out and some mugs and different things. So you get access to that at a discounted price all year and you also get exclusive emails um, just kind of letting you know about what's happening in the ministry and exclusive content, whether it's bloopers, uh, just behind the scenes footage or extra content from some of our guests uh, that don't make it to YouTube, but still uh, great content. And so we want to resource you with some special things as an insider. So you can go to indoubt.ca slash MP, which is monthly partner. And we would be honored uh, to get your support as we continue to bring truth in life to uh, the next generation. Uh, We started a series last week called Spiritual Things, and this is week two of it. Last week we talked about the Enneagram. It was fascinating, so much insight. I was blown away by Dr. Chris Berg. Today we have Jen Pollock-Michelle, and she's gonna be talking about manifesting. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't, but uh, we'll let her dive into all things manifesting, talk about what it is and um, the dangers behind it. And so we hope you enjoy today's show. Um, spiritual things is our series we're going for four weeks talking about the Enneagram manifesting horoscopes astrology and uh, also uh, what's the last one I'm trying to think Uh, yoga yes yoga Christian yoga is there even such a thing as Christian yoga and so anyways we hope you enjoy the show God bless you guys happy Monday we'll see you on the other side the other side Well, happy Monday, everybody! Happy Woo! Monday, happy, happy Monday, boys! Monday. Here we are, there hi, they are. Hi, hi. We are all here together. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Um, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, good weekend. Went by fast. Yeah, really fast. Went, yeah, it yeah, went by really fast for me too. Brendan, you had a good weekend?
1: I I, I did. I went bowling.
0: You went bowling oh. <laughs> every weekend.
1: I got something cool that I did.
0: How does it feel to be uh to be childless? <laughs> When Michelle and I were dating, the first place I took her to on our date was Castle Fun Park. Oh, and we went mini golfing, and I didn't know she's literally like a professional golfer. No, yeah, she destroyed me. It was terrible. So I'm glad you beat her at bowling. I did. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Um, Bowling's pretty fun. I actually really like bowling. Did anyone have to put the side rails up? No. Okay, so like like strictly thing that you. (laughs) Yeah, just roll
1: it down. There was one person that got six gutter balls, like three, all three gutters on the one turn. Next turn again, all three gunners. <laughs> I'm like, man, what what are you doing here?
0: <laughs> if only they said, "I'm like, gonna get a strike." I'm gonna get a strike. I'm gonna get a strike. If only yeah, they manifested a Okay, yeah. we're gonna talk about manifesting today, which is absolute. Uh, <laughs> uh, that yeah. was not a soundbite. <laughs> that was literally me. I made sure I had tons of pizza yesterday, <laughs> so that I could. Uh, and you didn't take your pills. I didn't take my pills. It's all intentional because today is a lot of uh, weird stuff we're gonna talk about. <laughs> <when> we <end. laughs> it's a little fluffy. But um, you know what? Uh, I'm excited that we're together today. Uh, yesterday was church. Comment below, what did you learn in church yesterday? Um, and you know what? I did ask Chris how you're doing and I did ask Brendan how you're doing but we didn't ask. There's another guy in the room today. Uh, Donnie, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. I'm manifesting a great <laughs> Monday morning. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's, be great. it's <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, you. pagan. That's, that's the problem with that Donnie guy. He believes in manifesting. And he's
0: all about money.
1: He told me, he told me the other day, he was like, "You know how I and whatever his voice sounds like. You know how I got all my money? I manifested it." I'm like, "Yeah, right."
0: okay. <laughs> Donnie, come on. That's just guy. absolute witchcraft. All right. I so know. Uh, We're going to talk about, uh, we're not going to get Donnie to do the interview. Manifesting. I don't think Donnie should do any interview, actually. That'd be funny, though. Actually, you know what? Donnie, would you be into it? Music. (laughs) (laughs) You know what?
1: I I could do an interview. I could probably do it a lot better than you. I'm the best interviewer, let me tell you. (laughs)
2: Oh my goodness! I love
1: him pretending that it's two different people. Okay. <laughs> it is two different people. It is two different people. Not,
0: yeah. Um. So maybe we will get Donnie to do an interview one day. That would actually be quite fantastic. <laughs> um. According to
1: him, we could do like a joke interview. We should yeah. try that. Yeah, we should. Maybe person. interview
0: like Ben. <laughs> <I
1: hang out. laughs> no, It'd have to be. It'd have to be like someone who like would know the joke. Like would not be like super offended that. <laughs> you can. What?
0: (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) That would be amazing. But anyways, church yesterday. Obviously, Donnie didn't go. But uh, Brendan and Chris did. And (laughs) I did. And I wonder, did you go to church? Comment below. What did you learn about a church? For us, we're going through uh, 2 Corinthians. And uh, we talked about something interesting. I'm going to grab my iPhone here. This is not looking at a text. I'm just reading my scripture. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. um, And it says, where am I here? Uh, Right... Uh yeah here it is. And even if the gospel is veiled, it is veiled in um in them. Oh, I changed I accidentally changed uh oh Um the translation. The translation. Now I'm all messed up. I'm like ASV, day. come on. ASV, you know, New King it's James, either, brother.
1: It's either ESV or NASV. Come
0: on. <laughs> okay, so here's the New King James. Uh 2 Corinthians chapter 4. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing whose minds the god of this age has blinded. And we talked about the reality that who is the God of this age? Satan. And um, how does he operate? Uh, He blinds people first by the minds. Um, The mind is the playing field uh, of the enemy. And um, man, did I experience that last year. I've talked about it quite a few times. Mm. Uh, But uh, just when he um, takes over the mind and gives you lies, feeds you lies, that's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians later, take every thought captive, bring it to the obedience of Christ. It's important for us to be captive like putting those thoughts captive they're gone we reject them and uh, fill our minds with truth and so we kind of unpacked that and many other things but uh that's what i learned about chris what were you guys talking about
2: uh still in john john yeah. 8 uh jesus is starting to tick off the pharisees he's calling them the the sons of the devil which yeah, i suppose okay. would uh make no. you angry yeah, if, i if wouldn't somewhere. be pumped about that yeah yeah um and then he just sort of finishes the chapter with saying i am yeah, like the again. big I am statement. Yeah, uh, which obviously then they tried to stone him for it.
0: They get even more mad.
2: Yeah, so it's crazy how like uh,
0: much of a rebel he was, and like he just like yeah, really just ruffled feathers and made a lot of people upset. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Brendan? Uh, we're going through
1: the Book of First John, guys. We're going expositional. Finally, Ooh. isn't this nuts? What? you know? What I've
0: been doing? I was like, let them be expositional. Let oh. them be expositional. <laughs>
1: Come on, folks. We do both. We do both. Sometimes I'm, I prefer expositional. We already said that.
0: Uh, I know we did. We mentioned uh, that a few times. But I've actually been... Uh, actually, every single time. <laughs> no judgment.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we're just... It was a call against the the religious spirit and the, the norms of, of the Christian life and how, how it should be full of life and, mm. and, and, and vibrance and... Not mundane. And not mundane. And uh, yeah, we did like a whole like... Uh, called a repentance, and it was it was quite
0: beautiful. Wow, actually. praise so, God. Yeah. Praise God. That's awesome. Uh, comment below, though. We really want to hear from you guys. We want to hear what you guys are learning, and uh, it's good that we get to interact together. We get to do life together. Um, but we're going to talk about something pretty interesting today, and by interesting, I mean <laughs> just kidding, but seriously. Um, we have a
1: soundboard. Why are you keep making the sound effects? You're taking Chris's job. Oh, yeah. Chris, make <laughs> the <laughs> fart noise. <laughs> fluff. 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 Sorry, oh. fluff we noise. We do not say
0: yeah, no. Yeah, the other, yeah the other F word. <laughs> the fart word. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, But we're going to talk about manifesting today. Have you heard of manifesting? Comment below. Have you heard about it? Don't comment below if you actually practice it.
1: Um, <laughs> We don't want you anywhere near this oh, show. Oh, no, we do. <laughs> we kidding.
0: do. All are welcome. None this is message, canceled. This <laughs> Brendan. None is canceled. This message is for you, actually. Uh, Brendan, come on. You're... He hangs out with Donnie a lot, I think. He does. I well, we were just talking Don- about
1: Christian cancel culture. It's real. <laughs> it,
0: it, it's true. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. It's true. So uh, we're talking about manifesting. I want to give you some information what manifesting is. And I, we're going to dive into it with uh, Jen Michelle, not Jen Michael, Jen Pollock Michelle, all the way in Cincinnati. She's going to be talking. to. She did an article recently uh, with the Gospel Coalition. But here's a little clip from her article. It says, Manifestation is the very opposite of receiving your life from God. It's receiving your life from the universe in the measure that you've attracted it to yourself by focus, hard work, and intention. According to uh, another article, you can embrace one method by productive manifestation, which is popularized on TikTok, maybe you've heard of it, which you write down what you want in the following pattern, three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon, nine times at night for 33 to 45 days. And so I didn't I realize it's not, you're not saying it, you write it down mm. three times, write it down six times. Where do they come up with this stuff? Hey, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> 33, to <laughs> yeah, seems specific. Specific. <laughs> 33 to
1: 45 <laughs> days, pretty oddly specific.
0: 33 to 45 days. What is this based on? I see so many friends of mine on my Facebook mm-hmm. as I scroll up, and they're just literally thanking the universe for this, thanking the universe for that, naming yeah, this, yeah, naming yeah. they. One guy spoke a car specifically, a yeah. Chevy and Paul, one of my lowrider buddies spoke like i finally i got this 1960 that i've been speaking i think it was more than 45 days though so i don't understand mm, that's not manifesting yeah. that's outside the rules so, so i wonder what that probably was next value level. based right it's yeah. value based yeah you got to say <laughs> so. it a thousand times if it's an impala you uh, is for, you know okay. six figure car okay that's the next tier of manifestation <laughs> yeah it there's all multiple depends tiers. but this stuff is very um it's Aww. a yeah very wrong <laughs> there's a lot of uh just spiritual you know people are hungry and people are trying to search for ...ways to fill themselves up. And of course, uh, a lot of the ways are ungodly and not biblical. I don't see any of this stuff in the Bible. But we're going to talk with uh, Jen Michelle right now, Jen Pollock Michelle, um, who's an author, best-selling author, award-winning author, award-winning mother, five children. That's a a—that's a big deal. And um, has a lot of cool accomplishments, writes articles... Hosts a podcast, does a lot of stuff. So we're gonna dive into an interview with her, and talk about this specific article that she wrote. Uh, and the article is called "Did I Write It Down?" I have it here somewhere. It's uh, you can't manifest. You can't manifest your life. And so if you've been trying, newsflash, you can't.
1: Did you? Sorry. Did you say award-winning mother? Yes. How many awards has she won?
0: Technically and, uh, five. I, I would.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I would
2: say at least five. Oh, at the least child isn't the trophy. Yeah, oh, so
1: children are objects to you. <laughs> I'm just <kidding>. ew, ew.
0: <laughs> um, sorry for that sound. Dude, I got more... headphones
1: on. I want to hear that.
0: <laughs> sorry. If you're driving and you heard that, I'm terribly sorry. Um, <laughs> it's a weird mouth thing that I did. I don't understand why I did it. <laughs> Anyways, I need to stop talking or I'll lose my job. But let's dive into the interview uh, with Jen Pollock Michelle. Jen, Paula, Michelle. All right. We have Jen Pollock-Michelle all the way from Cincinnati. Jen, how are you today?
3: I'm great, Andrew. How are you? I'm
0: doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today, all the way from Cincinnati. Yeah.
3: Thanks for having me. Awesome.
0: And I saw in your bio that you were actually, I thought you were Canadian because I was like super pumped because I saw you were living in Toronto for 11 years and now you're in in Cincinnati, but you said you have dual citizenship. So you're
3: Canadian. Yes.
0: That's a big deal. I know. So I I feel
3: (laughs) like even though I have an American accent, even though I currently live in the U.S., we actually left our we left Toronto for some family obligations. My mom is sick, you know, and Mm -hmm. so we just knew that we needed to be close at hand to care for her. Um, But we've left our three older children in Canada, two at McGill, one at the University of Toronto, and then we've got two kids that are in high school. And so they're obviously here with us in the States. Um, but yeah, like lots of our heart is in Canada.
0: Amazing. Because I saw your last name, Michelle, and I thought, oh, yeah. like, I wonder if we're going to do the conversation in French today. <laughs> like, oh, oui, oui. we
3: We could, actually. That's sort of what initially kind of even, I guess, sort of gave us a desire to even think about living in Canada. I mean, lots of great things about Canada. But one of the things was just knowing like our kids who were super young at the time could be in French schooling. And so they're actually all um, fluent in French. I'm fluent in oh. French as well. I used to be a high school French teacher.
0: Little no way. Back back. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my wife, uh, my wife teaches French immersion, uh, grade five Amazing. French immersion. Yeah, she did French immersion. She loves it. Um, and another fun fact, we're having fun facts this morning. Um, so we are. I did a tour. I do music as well. And so I did a tour in uh, France and, um, And my wife came with me and I just had to memorize all the songs I've written in French. So I just I wrote out just the phonetics of like how it sounds. And uh, I was hoping the band (laughs) was very, very loud. I told the band to play very loud so people can't actually hear me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, people were worshipping. It was amazing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome.
0: So I got to I got to do that. That was so fun. But I'm not as uh, good at French, obviously, as my wife and definitely not as you if you speak French fluently. So we're not going to do this interview in French.
3: That sounds good, because actually my <laughs> older kids think their French is better than mine now, and they're probably right. And so whenever I speak French, they're like, oh, oh my gosh, mom, No <laughs> <was> cringe,
0: stop. <laughs> cringe, that's so funny. So tell us a little bit about your life. So I know uh, some of our listeners know who you are, some of our listeners don't. So tell us a little bit about who you are, um, You know, your family life and your ministry life.
3: Yeah, so I do have five kids as I mentioned, three in university in Canada and two in high school. And um yeah, I've been married to Ryan for 27 years. We met at Wheaton College and I mean, I was just one of those people who I think I've just done a lot of lay ministry throughout my life. A lot of that looks like, you know, leading Bible studies and I don't know, speaking at my church and And honestly, I don't know that I even would have said that I was setting out to become a Christian writer. Um, It just happened, like I think as often happens with us very providentially, like God was opening some doors and my first book got written. And then I remember when I had um, a conversation with the sales manager for that particular publisher, when he was actually in Canada, we were in Paris, Ontario. I like to just leave out the Ontario Yeah, part I was in Paris.
0: That,
3: <laughs> <laughs> that I was in Paris, Paris, France. Um, and him saying, you know, do you, you know, how many books do you want to sell? I'm like, however many I can, you know, so you'll let me write another book. Um, and so really, honestly, five books has just kind of come out of that, like just sort of wow. one after another. And and now I think I'm fully inhabiting the role. Like, this is, this is what God's called me to do. I'm in an MFA program. Um, so finishing that at the end of the year, too.
0: Wow. Amazing. Amazing. So five books, one of them, you know, award-winning book. I know you wouldn't throw that in there because you're not going to do that kind of plug, but that's pretty awesome. Thanks for
3: awesome. doing that for me. Yeah.
0: You're, you're <laughs> certainly most welcome. I understand. If i won an award, I want you to do the same actually. Um, but that's awesome. And so now you're living in Cincinnati uh, yep. with two of your kids. That's awesome. And three of them are in Canada, good old Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us, so I read an article that you have written uh, with Gospel Coalition Uh, How long have you been a part of writing or contributing to uh, the Gospel Coalition?
3: Oh, probably since my first book came out in 2014. I mean, it's a very, you know, just kind of like loose, you know, I don't have any official affiliation with them or anything, but just have published with them over the years. And they've been really kind to publish excerpts of my books and interviews about my books. So I've been really grateful for that.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Praise God. So I read your latest article that you've uh, written called You Can't Manifest Your Life. And Mm -hmm. I was intrigued by the title, of course, and just that topic because I just see a lot of um, Christian young adults and non-Christian young adults, just like when I'm scrolling through my Facebook, and I see a lot of the language or a lot of the theology behind the, the term manifesting. Maybe some people do that even as believers, but they don't know that's what they're actually doing or that's what it's called. But I mm-hmm. thought that was a very timely article because a lot of people are just hungry and they're looking at a lot of different places to feed their souls. And unfortunately, a lot of the places they're looking, uh, is going to leave them hungry still. But uh, with mm-hmm. this with this specific article, can you walk through um, what manifesting even is and just kind of we'll walk through this article together? Mm-hmm. But maybe start with yeah. that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what manifesting was until I had this conversation and I opened the article, obviously talking about this conversation that I had with a younger woman at my church and she had gotten a new job and she told me, you know, I didn't manifest this. You know, this was like clearly a gift from God. And I was like, oh, manifest. Like, what does that mean? And she's like, you don't know what manifest means. And so she explained it to me. And then I obviously did further research. And I mean, interestingly enough, I think one of the first articles that I clicked on was from Oprah. Um, So I think it's sort of like in that realm of like self-help kind of vague spirituality that um, in essence, if you want something, you can manifest it by saying a series of affirmations. So let's say that you do want a new job. You just hate the job that you're in and you're hoping to get a new one. Maybe like every morning as you look in the mirror you say a series of like, I am worthy of a new job and it will happen for me this year or something. I mean, I I honestly don't actually even know exactly what the affirmations themselves would sound like, but it's an affirmation of your worth, of a future reality that you want to have happen. And the idea is, is that you say these affirmations with um, quite a bit of regularity. Like sometimes it's really spelled out for you how often you would say them throughout the day, how many times you would say them each time throughout the day. And then you just expect that that will like move the universe. I mean, that's sort of the idea. It's going to move the universe to give you what you want. Uh,
0: (laughs) I mean, Clear like I <laughs> don't even know how to respond to that because it's just <laughs> like when I was reading, um, you give a uh, a little excerpt, I think, where you talk about uh where is it? Uh do I have it? yeah, so it's like three times in the morning. This is a potential pattern that someone right. posted on TikTok or something where it says three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon, nine times at night for thirty three to forty five days.
3: Yeah. You know, it it sounds, I mean, when you say it like that, you're like, oh, gosh, that actually sounds like a Lenten practice, you know, this whole idea of like a habit or a practice that you take up and you just do it over and over and over again, you know, and I think that they're interestingly enough, you know, I mean, even we're recording this in Lent, fasting is a practice that people often, a lot of Christians take up in Lent. And the idea is like a practice, you know, like at the At the heart of a spiritual discipline is this idea of practice, like regularity, repetition. And so, you know, you see that in manifestation. The thing that I was really struck by is like how directly counter this practice is to the practice of prayer. And prayer for Christians is a central practice. Like, I don't know that you could be, you know, have any sort of relationship with God apart from prayer. Um, But if we were to kind of put them side by side, manifesting like your reality, your future versus like praying about your future, like those are very different. I would say though, and Andrew, we could certainly talk about this. I think that some people appropriate, take like parts of manifesting, like uh, methods, and they apply those to prayer. And they think that, you know, maybe if we just say our father at the front of it, that then like that is prayer. I think that the postures of these two things are very, very different.
0: Yeah, the postures are very different. And I do see the temptation for Christians to kind of pick a couple of those patterns, baptize it and think that they're, you know, incorporating it in a Christian way. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, so, you know, this idea of like, Naming what you want. I mean, actually, my first book is about desire in the life of faith. And I think that, you know, we can go on one particular side of like a fear of desire. You know, I'm afraid to say what I want. You know, can I even say that to God? And and so I think like often Christians have a complicated relationship with their own desires. So in manifesting, it's like you lay claim to your desire, you say it. And you say it over and over and over again, and you hope, or I guess you really count on the fact that saying it, like laying claim to it, will then bring it to fruition. It will make it happen for you. So on the one hand, I want to say, I think that we should name our desires to Mm -hmm. God in prayer. Um, I think God really wants to hear that from us. And I think that's one way that we build intimacy with God is to... To, to say what we want. Now, that's not the whole of prayer, though. You know, like if you look at the Lord's Prayer, which is kind of what I went through in my first book, is that there's this whole beautiful structure to the Lord's Prayer and architecture, if you will. And the first three requests of the Lord's Prayer have nothing to do with our own kind of personal earthly desires. They're, they're really about being caught up in God's desires for the world. Mm-hmm. You know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then it gets to give us this day our daily bread. And I've I've had a lot of people sort of explain, and I think this really makes sense of the logic of the Lord's Prayer, is that, you know, we don't really know what to want until we know what God wants. Um, and so expressing what we want is a good thing, but we also as Christians want to learn how to want, want to learn what to want. And that whole step is obviously missing in manifestation. It's all just about if you want it, presumably, I guess it's good because you're never really engaging a process to examine or critique or scrutinize to understand the goodness of this desire that you're like naming six times in the morning and Thirteen times in the afternoon, and thirty-seven times of the, I don't know, however many times you know, over the course of these weeks and days.
0: Well, wow. it depends on how bad you want it, I guess. eh?
3: For, I guess forty-five I guess times so. in the
0: afternoon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you do you think manifesting has a similarity to like the name it and claim it prosperity gospel, or are they a little different?
3: Absolutely, uh, no. I think that's a really good. Um, I think that's a really good parallel to draw. You know, you could, you know, this, it's this idea. So central to what b- both manifesting and name it, claim it theology, the the kind of power is all invested in the person who's like either manifesting or praying. So when you manifest your reality, you, you know, it's going to happen because of your efforts, right? You prayed with regularity at these regular times of day for this specific period of time. And then you're going to get it back in relationship to how your own kind of efforts and regularity and kind of faithfulness. And I think similarly, name and claim it really puts the onus on the prayer. Mm. Like mm. how much faith do you have? If your faith is strong enough, then you will receive whatever it is that you've asked. And this is just not the truth of prayer as we see it in the Bible. We actually have examples in the Bible of people who pray with great faith and don't get what they want. And it's because, you know, they're coming up to the limits of like their own wisdom and knowledge of what God's doing in the world. So I can pray for something and I should. I should bring every request to God. But what I can't be sure of is that my request is exactly in line with God's will.
0: Hmm. And what would you say to uh, the young listeners today or people who are watching on YouTube? um, How do you navigate that? Or how do you comfort them in the reality that, hey, you know, your, your prayer might not be answered?
3: Yeah, I love the way that Tim Keller explains it in his book on prayer. He says, you know, you'll either when you pray. You will either have what you've asked or have what you would have asked had you had all of God's wisdom.
0: Hmm.
3: So that's there's something really beautiful about that. And so I'm just gonna say it again. He says that you will either have what you've asked, or you will have what you would have asked had you had God's Hmm. wisdom. And I think that doesn't, you know, solve at the end of the day, it doesn't solve the real griefs involved in living in a fallen world. Um, I mean, one of the things that I've done in just all of my work is just explore my own stories of loss and grief and disappointment, and I would say even doubt. Um, I think those are real experiences for Christians. And I think you can have real faith and, you know, have real sorrow, real trouble, real kind of sometimes perplexity about what God's doing in the world. And I think Ultimately, what faith is, is not that God will give us everything that we've asked. It's that he is to be trusted to Mm -hmm. be good. Mm -hmm. Like we can trust God's goodness. Mm -hmm. The only way that you know that God is good is, A, you have to start with the cross. I mean, that's kind of where Paul goes in the book of Romans. He says, here's how you know God's goodness. Here's how you know God's for us. If he did not withhold Jesus mm. from the cross, if he led him straight there to suffer on our behalf, then what would he not give us? Like, if, you know, if it's good for us, he will give it to us. And that's the whole testimony of Jesus and the Gospels, too. You know, it says, gosh, you're you as fathers, you know, know how to good give, give good gifts to your children. How much more does God know how to give good gifts to you? Mm. And so. And then I I go back again to the logic of the Lord's Prayer. It starts with our Father, Mm. and that's really where it all, like all of prayer, and I would say the whole life of faith, is about learning to relate, in trust and surrender to our good Father. Mm. And that's hard. I mean, and you can only do that. Um, I mean, we can go into a long kind of talk about that, but I think you can only do that if you know the cross, like the the crux of the gospel if you know the scriptures, if you start keeping a record of your own history, Psalm 78 would say, you know, the people of Israel knew some of God's goodness because of all that he revealed to them, just in the everyday ordinary events of the nation. And similarly for us as people, keep your story, Mm. keep a record of how God Mm. has been faithful and good to you so that when you go through a time where you're like, where's God now? Like he's not answering my prayers now, you look back and then you say, but I remember. Mm. I remember that he's been good in these ways and I'm gonna keep trusting.
0: Oh, that's such a good word. And, and you know, I've started journaling this year and uh, I'm trying mm. to be as as you know uh, committed to it as I can. But I know when I read back even like a few days before or a month before, oh yeah, he did that thing with my boy or oh yeah, wow. And so you're right, remember is so important. So when the trials come mm-hmm. or hardship comes or you're doubting or your, you know, your, your faith is, you know, um, shaky, uh, you remember. And that changes mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So instead of Absolutely. like trying to name and change and correct and get the universe to do whatever you want, it's almost like instead of trying to, you know, predict your future, just look at the past instead. Mm-hmm. Actually. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And maybe name the things that, you know, to be true about God. You know, I think one really encouraging example of persistent and honest prayer, if people want to go through the book of Genesis, just um, look and specifically after Genesis 12. Look at how Abraham prays because God gives him a promise and then he waits 20 years on the promise to be fulfilled. And he didn't wait 20 years, just sort of like twiddling his thumbs, like, I'm happy as a lark, you know, to wait for God's fulfillment on this. He was like, what? I don't understand. Like, God, maybe you could do it this way. Maybe you could do it that way. And all the while, God is building his faith and the Mm. waiting. But he's always just kind of. So there's an example there for us of like how Abraham just kept finding God faithful, all the while, he was like still like wrestling with his own sort of human experience of being bewildered. And I think it really is that both and like it's OK to feel perplexed at God's timing, at God's wisdom, because I mean, he says his wisdom is greater than ours. Um, but what can you name about God's character and how can you keep finding him faithful?
0: Yeah, it's so good. Even thinking of the Lord's Prayer again, the first line, like, our Father, hallowed be mm-hmm. your name, just focusing on His holiness, declaring who He is, that it would reshape and kind of re-just um, steer you in the right, recalibrate you towards truth. Mm-hmm. And, and that would, it's literally the opposite of manifesting. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, manifesting, there's no, like, obviously God's not in the equation unless you kind of substitute universe for God, which I think then you're in a position of like pretty, like you're on perilous, dangerous ground there because like God's really not on the hook for all of our demands. He's just not. Um, And I think the Christian life, again, why manifesting doesn't really work is A, it's not dependent on God. It's dependent on your own efforts And it's sort of like putting God on the hook um, for our demands. Again, if you sort of substitute God for universe, like, well, as long as I do this, then God will do that. Well, we just don't always know that God is going to do what we say simply just because we practice a certain thing. And that's true of anything in the Christian life. You can be obedient and you can suffer. Mm -hmm. You can pray and you can lose things and not have what you've prayed for. you can be faithful and hardship can come your way and and I think where doubt or the loss of faith or deconstruction, whatever you want to call it can really come in is when that breaks down, right mm. Like I did that this so God was supposed to do that and when he doesn't do XYZ, well now God's you know, I don't believe in God and it's like, well, maybe you should challenge the assumption you brought into it in the first place that god was kind of on the hook for your demands and um and he's not he is i mean mercifully if you read the psalms we know that god inclines his ear to hear the prayers of his people he's always listening and and i think that's beautiful
0: listening and twisting his arm are different things though yeah So he's always listening, but it's not like he owes you anything and, you know, if he twists his arm hard enough, he's going to give it to you. I think that's the huge difference.
3: Absolutely. But we can
0: find peace and assurance knowing that he's listening and that his his plan is perfect. I feel like the danger with Christians dabbling with manifesting, and I think it's interesting that you talked about, you know, substituting the universe and then just putting God and then now, okay, we're doing everything and we're saying it six times in the morning and nine times in the afternoon and 12 times in the evening towards God. Um, yes. Um, there there's obviously a lot of risks in that. And and I just want to walk through the dangers of that because I think a lot of Christians are probably doing that without realizing they're doing that. Yes. Uh, maybe they take passages out of context like, oh, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. So now yes. it's like, oh, okay, sweet. I want a <laughs> new Ferrari 488. Awesome. <laughs> it, yeah, that'd be <laughs> fantastic. I want red with, you know, red interior. And, you know, <laughs> That's <right>. So so <laughs> maybe there's, Dangers where Christians are taking passages like that out of context and saying, Hey, it actually says right here that I could do this.
3: Mm hmm. 100%. I think that there you're bringing up like a larger kind of question for us, or maybe lesson for us is like, how do we read scripture? And I I mean, we could have a whole other conversation about this, um, but I think reading scripture like as a whole story, you know, and that means honestly Genesis to Revelation, but it means, and it also means that every individual book is its own kind of part of that story, but a whole unified work. So that you can't like it. The Bible's always in interpreting itself. So if you were, for example, to just sort of pluck out the verse that, you know, whatever you ask for in my name, you know, that will be given to you. Well, you're the, you know, if on its own, if, you know, you might say, well, this means that whatever I pray for, I get. But then you're like, well, you're going to have to grapple with Paul in 2 Corinthians 9 or 12. I always forget which one it is. Where he's, you know, Paul prays three times for this thorn in the flesh. We don't know what it was exactly to be taken from him. And God says, No, I'm not going to take that from you, but my grace will be sufficient for you. Mm. We're going to have to grapple with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know, there are three prayers in the Garden mm. of Gethsemane Lord, you know, take this cup from me. Father, take this cup, take this cup. Okay, if you won't take this cup, my your will be done. So there's a real wrestling that Jesus has and this idea like of, you know, Jesus had to surrender, you know, his human desires like to just avoid suffering. Um and, you know, you're going to have to again grapple with King David, for example, in the Old Testament, who he has a son who dies. He has prayed all night for him mm. and maybe many days. I don't really, really remember, but Um, and actually his servants are like, he, they see how bereft he is praying for the son who looks like he's on his deathbed. And then as soon as the son dies, they're like, now what's going to happen? You know, is he going to like take his own life? And he washes his face and he goes to worship. And it's essentially like, I did the work of prayer. I submitted my desire to God, but now I accept his answer, his Mm. wisdom, and I will worship Job, you know, the Lord gives The Lord takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord. So that one verse standing on its own, you know, whatever you ask for in my name, I will give it to you. If you want to construct a whole theology over that, well, like you're going to then have to like dismiss a whole whole other parts of scripture. And so when we go to the Bible, we really do want to be reading it all like as an interconnected whole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important
0: that's huge and I, and i love how we're kind of going on a rabbit trail but it's not really a rabbit trail cuz we're talking about the importance of prayer and what prayer looks yeah. like and the importance of scripture and how the what prayer life looks like what you know taking scriptures out of context look like that's when we start to dabble with other spiritual things like manifesting when we're not rooted in scripture and when yeah. our prayer life is just a list of demands and we think of god as a genie and we substitute universe for god and yeah it becomes kind of prosperity, name it, claim it, blab it and grab it theology, and, mm-hmm. um, which is very popular. And there's millions and millions of people who love this theology. Um, and so it's just really dangerous. And I, I see the trend of manifesting and I see how it could easily seep into Christian culture with mm-hmm. a couple of substitutes here and there to kind of make it seem like it's okay. And a couple of plucking of mm-hmm. passages to make it seem like it's biblical. Yes. So yes. what what warning would you give um, a young person who's watching or listening who is dabbling with manifesting or considering, you know, exploring this spiritual practice?
3: Mm-hmm. My warning would be to just not just manifesting, but anything that requires you to rely on your own efforts to put all your hope in your own efforts is going to be a dead end road for you. I mean, that could be manifesting, that could be self-help, that could be time management. Like there's all, all kinds of things out there that say, you know what, you're the hero of your life. And if you want something good, I mean, it could even just be like hard work and productivity, you know? Um, so the, ultimately, the Christian life is about dependence on God, not dependence on us. And that's actually really good news because you and I, like, we can't really work hard for, you know, all of the good things. Like, we can't perform morally. We can't say enough affirmations. We can't pray with enough faith. Like, if all those things, like, if a good future is going to be secured by my own good performance, then I'm in a world of trouble. But the good news is, is that it's not Mm. and that you're reliant upon Jesus Christ, who is good on your behalf and stronger and more powerful than any affirmation. So the danger is, is to sort of turn your eyes away from Christ and then turn them back on yourself, relying on your own efforts. I just want to say, like, you know what? There's someone that's way more strong, way stronger and more powerful and far better than you. And so turning to him and de- dependence and trust is is really where we need to go.
0: Amen. Amen. I think the reality is we make terrible gods.
2: <laughs> we, <do. laughs>
0: we are the worst gods. So I just, try. I yeah, try all the time, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: but <laughs> it just
0: always fails. Um what what are you working on these days and how can we be uh praying and supporting you?
3: Oh, thank you. Well, I'm actually working on um some intensive workshops that I'm going to be releasing soon. And they're all around a rule of life practice. And a lot of people are like, what the heck is that? And it really does come to us from the monks and the nuns. But the idea is creating a kind of vision document for your life that just sort of grapples with faithfulness in your particular season to your particular neighbors. Um, commitments of communion with God. Mm. And I think it's a really helpful practice. I think probably most of your listeners, watch, viewers know that it's pretty overwhelming out that, there. We've got a lot of decisions to make. And so a rule of life is really just all about a practice of like articulating our values and kind of having some criteria for making decisions and ultimately orienting all of our decisions um, in faithfulness to, to Jesus. So- Yeah, that's kind of what I'm working on. No new book projects, but I got that in the works. And people, they're all virtual, or at least right now they're virtual. So people are more than welcome to register.
0: Awesome. And we'll leave resources for that too so people could uh, engage with uh, your ministry. We really, really appreciate your time. Um, Thank you so much for diving through this topic and just giving us some pointers on what healthy prayer looks like, the importance of Scripture, and how Uh, You know, manifesting is literally the opposite of all the things we need to do. We need to look to Christ and not look to ourselves um, for success, but just look to him and trust him, have faith in him. And, um, you know, whatever the outcomes look like with how we pray or what we pray, knowing that God is good, he's faithful Mm. and he's just so kind and all wisdom comes from him. And so I appreciate this conversation. Thank you so much for your time. And um, I was going to say au revoir. (laughs) 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 well yours is way better (laughs) have such a great day thank you so much
3: okay thank you
0: that was a fantastic interview I really appreciate Jen Uh, Pollock-Michel I I was really tempted to do most of the interview in French and then I realized (laughs) that would be a fail on my end Donnie, do you, do you speak, uh, get ready to cue the music, Donnie, do you speak French? Let me tell you, I speak a lot of different languages,
1: but uh, English is my favorite, it's the best language, there's no, there's no better language, so that's the only one I, I speak, but I, I basically speak every language.
0: <laughs> every language, okay, that's terrible. That's what I, I shouldn't have introduced Donnie post-interview, we've got to get serious here. <laughs> um, not that Donnie's not serious, but he's not.
1: He's the most serious guy I know.
0: That's true. Uh, thank you, Donnie. But, uh, you know, that was a very fantastic interview and uh, very, like, it just really brought awareness to me at how easy it is. It's such a fine line. Like, she was mentioning the importance of actually praying specific and actually, you know, making requests known to God. And he likes the details because it actually builds intimacy with you and the Father. And so it's not bad to say specific, well, do you have to say it three six, times in the morning and six times in the afternoon, and nine times in the evening for 33 to 45 days? That's where it maybe gets a little weird.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah. I guess where's the line with that? Because like you said, like if you're repeating your prayer, but see, then you're talking to God. And I like that what she talked about where with manifesting, you're relying on yourself. Yes. Yeah, so like, you're the hero of your own story. Yep. Manifesting it to the universe, whereas Mm -hmm. with prayer you're relying on God. But you can easily
0: substitute, she said, the universe for God, and Mm. now you're doing the same thing, yeah, in the same way as manifesting. But now God is replaced for the universe, and is that? I think she was just talking about how like you can't twist God's arm into Mm -hmm. forcing him to get you that Ferrari four five eight Italian. So I should probably stop asking, basically. Well. You gotta be realistic here. <laughs> yeah, maybe get like the three five never, five spider. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's probably better. <laughs> or a
2: five eight is a little ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Who,
0: yeah. But Chris, you were mentioning that you've seen that even in the church, like at a conference.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's where sort of the fine line is. Yeah. There was a a well known speaker and he was talking about how they would pray specifically for and actually in this case it was a car. Mm-hmm. Uh nothing extravagant, but they would like even put the picture up on their fridge and pray for that. And then they ended up doing, getting that car. car. Mm -hmm. And so then it's just like, okay, well, is that manifesting? Well, I guess not because he's praying, I guess. And he's asking God for it. It's just the the specifics of it. Ah, It's It's kind of odd that it's like that specific car. Like how can you not be biased to just buy that
1: car when you have the money? Yeah, also
2: true. (laughs) But then that also gets into that quote that she said that I'm not going to be able to remember Uh, Was it Keller? Yes, it was Keller. And basically saying, you'll get either, if you're in God's will, you'll get what you ask for, or you'll get what God's will for you is yeah. and you Which would have asked not, for it if yeah. you had been.
0: If you knew about his all, all wisdom, yeah. basically.
1: But I feel like the guy at the conference didn't preface with that. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't super clear. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And that's that. where it gets a little foggy. And that's yeah. maybe why yeah. a lot of Christ, young Christians are like, oh, maybe this yeah. you know, is an actual thing. Yeah. I I you can see how you yeah. could
2: slide into from one to the other. Yeah. I feel like really you just got to be
1: like really like, and it's easy to be just clear and specific about it. It's like, this isn't manifesting. Like I'm asking God for this. And if I didn't get this car and I got another car, I'd be okay.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like so it's God not is bad provider, to ask yeah.
0: God for things. Yeah, but she did talk about the Lord's Prayer and how mm-hmm. it even starts first, like you know, our Father, mm-hmm. hallowed be Your name, holy is Your name, Your kingdom come, Your will be done. And then it goes into give us this day our daily mm-hmm. bread. And so yeah. before we even pray and ask for a shopping list mm-hmm. of hey God, I want this and yep. that and this and that and this yeah. and that, focus on His holiness. You know, speak who He is. Mm-hmm. Yep focus on him and then you can ask for your needs
2: and i guess that goes into it too with today's culture so self-centered yes that oftentimes and i'm to blame for that too our prayers are just about what i want or what i need or what i think whereas i think that's not the best way to pray and you know focusing on god's will god's glory what he wants um would be a better way to go about
1: it. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and I feel like like part of like manifesting is like it just there's like an entitled vibe about mm. it. Yep. It's like I deserve this. I'm gonna repeat this because I'm gonna get this, which yep. like isn't what prayer is. Yeah. Like, give us this day of daily bread. It's like you're not like I'm not yeah. entitled to this bread. It's yeah. like I'm relying yeah. on God for it, and I'm yeah. that's why
0: I'm asking. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You're dependent on God, not your hard yeah. work and your intention, exactly. And yeah. Your repetitive words and writings to. Mm-hmm. Get something for yourself. You're right. We are a very selfish, self-seeking culture, Mm -hmm. and so, and a lot of people are doing the hard work and all this and that, and they are succeeding and taking all the credit, all the glory. And I think the Christian life is the opposite. Yes, we work hard, we're diligent, we're faithful because we serve God in everything we do. Mm -hmm. But you know, He provides everything we need. Mm -hmm. You know, and gives us the strength to even work. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it is a very fine line. And it's very hard to kind of navigate that. But but there is a godly way of prayer. And there's a godly way of being in the word. And she even talked about just plucking out. Because it kind of sounded like manifesting is very similar to the name it and claim it kind of theology that mm-hmm. we've covered on the Dangerous Doctrines before. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah. bless you, Donnie, wow. bless you, music. Big sneeze. Don- <laughs> <laughs> Donnie sneeze, That was uh, huge. Was that was me. Oh. Oh. I really get it's you guys. Tidy. You guys look very similar. Are you kidding me?
1: Really? Yes. That's uh, so offensive. That's so offensive. <laughs>
0: for me. But um, uh, what was I saying before the sneeze? He's obviously uh, allergic to. I'm so sorry.
1: To- I, I'm allergic to heresy. So. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said that as soon as I sneezed.
0: Oh Lord, bless him. Uh, I wish I was funny. Ugh. Okay. I don't remember what I was saying. That's okay. We uh, <laughs> we hope you remember and. Uh, we okay let's try to oh, rega- it, name it, and it. Claim. Name, name it and claim it name yeah, it yeah. and claim it yeah name it and there claim it. it it just seems like with manifesting there's a very it's very similar to speaking something into existence yeah and i think almost the name it and claim it theology which we've covered in dangerous doctrines before looks like it's manifesting but then taking universe out putting god in and then just twisting god's arm to do what they're mm-hmm. asking because they think that's the best thing for them yeah they need to be wealthy and have everything they want mm-hmm. A lot of similarities that I never yeah. noticed actually yep. until we kind of dove into into it. So it's just very dangerous. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, none of it is biblical. A dangerous doctrine, you could say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, there, there it is. Uh, Watch out! <laughs> you have any more of those? You have a couple more. You any more? Of this? Do I? Uh, oh.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's a doozy. <laughs>
0: it is a doozy goodness that's a doozy that is a doozy but uh listen um we hope you enjoyed today and we hope it was eye-opening for you today um there's a lot of spiritual things and it actually kind of opens my eyes to uh the reality that are you okay chris Mm. oh yeah okay brendan are you okay was he gonna sneeze again no i'm good i'm so happy i have this wall that separates us so i don't get whatever he has yeah yeah there's not even a
1: door here you're, yeah, I don't even know how he gets we've in. Been, yeah. I've never actually been in the same room as Andrew. And
0: he's actually never left that room. <laughs> yeah, I live here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, folks? When in doubt, figure it out. How? Manifest. No, oh, Brandon, uh, come on. That's the last thing they need to do. Oh, Obviously, that's just, that's, that's just witchcraft, man. witchcraft. We say
1: the wrong thing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know what? We should try. We should try. Just to prove that it's wrong, we should try manifesting. Just because we know how <laughs> bogus... How bogus it is! It's full of fluff. It's not real. I, Andrew, I think you should try manifesting just to show the audience that it's not real.
0: Should be, Chris? That sounds a little. uh, uh Thank God, this is the I'm end of the interview. Most people aren't listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is washing his hands of this. So I'm going to just try it. Here we go. Should I write it down, or what do I do? I
2: Save to write it down. We have to do it for 33 to 45 days. So, this oh, so, gonna it's, gonna so, so it's definitely not going to work. work. No. Yeah. Yeah. It this might be a small.
0: Yeah. Work. But I'll just okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fluff. Oh, I'm gonna fluff. 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 <laughs>